Who put their hand up when asked, who wants to be a footballer? I'm Johnny McPhee. This is Play, Train, Grow. Let's find out what happened after you put your hand up. Hello and welcome to Play, Train, Grow, a podcast that asks what is life really like chasing the dream of becoming a professional footballer? In this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Martin Franz, and he's going to take us through his own personal journey through academy football into the first team. So, welcome, Martin. How are we, buddy? I'm doing all right. How are you? Oh, I'm swelling, ready to go. Looking forward to hearing from you. Good. Talk us about these blatant dribbles going by three or four boys and sticking at the top bin. <laughs> you stand us that. Oh, <laughs> so, tell us your journey and uh, how it's been. Yeah. Uh, so I started off and I started playing football when I was about three or three or four years old at Falkirk, Mini Bairns, just as a wee guy, kicking a ball about in a fire side net. <laughs> I joined Dundee United Boys Club when I was about seven year old. Uh, and for there, uh, I was there till I was about 15 or 16. Uh, so I got taken on by Pro Youth when that started at Under Ovens. And I was there until uh, under 15s and uh, unfortunately they got relegated into the championship or something like that and they didn't have enough funds to do the Stirling base centre that's what I got told anyway uh, and then they had to just move everyone up to Dundee and cut down numbers basically due to funds so quite a lot of us at Stirling got let go and uh, I, jo- I then joined St Jenna a boys club actually just to go back, like enjoy playing football again, having a bit of fun, things like that. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. I was there for about a year. And uh, I then decided uh, it's time to take a step back up to pro youth. So joined Stone Albion uh, at under, six, under 16 level. And uh, was there till under 18s. Really enjoyed my time. And uh, now I'm with, uh, up to got a contract with the first team now. Uh, so I'm 18 now and I'm at the first team uh, but I'm on loan at Danny Pace Juniors currently and that's so far my journey Awesome, so what makes it fun? Why football? Uh, well I think playing, playing well when you're playing football makes it the most enjoyable thing for me if you're playing well taking people inside out left, right, centre basically to put them in, that's the best thing for me. Yeah, but confidence as well is a, a massive thing. I think if you've got confidence to do something when you get the ball, uh, it's brilliant. Uh, play, playing with your friends as well, uh, you've always got to enjoy playing football with your friends, having a laugh as well. But also the serious side of it as well, with winning games and all that. Uh, what else makes it fun? Training and the coaches can make it fun. When it's training, you've got to have a good time where you're doing wee rondo Barca boxes, things like that. I, I love doing them uh, since I was young. Just getting a wee peg in here and there. Uh, the good times. And winning, obviously. You've got to win. Leaving somebody else for double in a rondo, there's nothing better. <laughs> Brilliant. In for three. So, uh, in for three once you get megged. Oh, that's it. And that's it. <laughs> so give us some of your best moments. Give us what's your best games? What comes to mind? Uh, I was thinking about this the other day my best game that we played Celtic at Lennox Town we done the United once under under 15s maybe I'm going to say and uh, we won 1-0 that game and 
we set up as a, a kind of four five one formation with a kind of banky four and a banky five. Uh, and obviously Dundee United we didn't usually ever play like that we just always try to play football put out for the back all that stuff but uh, that game we set up as a 4-5-1 formation just try to hit them on the break constantly and uh, we went on and won 1-0 that game and that was kind of our game plan that game was to no concede and beat them on the counter and we done that so as a winning perspective that's probably a, a decent win that I've enjoyed the most in my career Uh Performance-wise, eh, best game of my career is maybe Sterling Albion eh, v Airdrie. Eh, that game is, I scored two or three goals that game and eh, I was just taking folk on, enjoying myself when I'm playing football. That's probably the two best games of my career so far, I would say. You've told us there, you know, what you were looking like. So what does it feel like? You know, when you're when you're in that mode, describe it to me. Ah, uh, it's, it's so hard to explain when you're you're just taking folk on. Uh, it, you just feel so good about yourself. You feel on top of the world that no, nobody can touch you. Uh, you're just taking folk on. And shorts bottom corner, top corner. It's just it's just brilliant. <laughs> Full of confidence. I'm going to presume you're not thinking about anything. You're just nah, nah, no no thoughts going through your head. You're just gone playing, playing as you would play. Love it. So right. what, what does a, a good you look like on the pitch? You've already said about dribbling, but are you somebody that gets uh, or are you patient? What does it actually look like on the sideline? I think during my game, I've got to get on the ball early on and beat my man. If I don't do that, I've ten, I've noticed that. I probably won't play as well as I should have been if I don't touch the ball for the first 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, so when, when I get the ball, I've got to take beat on my man or it's get a cross in or take it by or pass it. Then if I do that, then I feel the whole game, I can just do the same to them all the time, constantly. But if I don't do that, then I'll probably, you'll probably not see me for 45 minutes or something during the game. <laughs> <laughs> just disappear till that ball comes Aye, aye. <laughs> So are you are you somebody that, that varies it? So you're you're talking about you're an attacking player, you love to get on the ball. Have you got three or four things that you rely on, or have you got maybe that sort uh, of like the Coutinho shoulder drop that always sell? Uh, I've got I've got a wee shoulder drop in me, that's probably my, my issue. But I've not got a lot of skills to be honest with you, but wee shoulder drop and acceleration away on the left foot is always the trait I've always used my whole career. <laughs> ah, that's my main one. Let's look at somebody like Tony Cruz, who just this little shuffle to the left. Aye, right banging it away. Get <laughs> away. That's all. Aye. Aye. So um, we're, we're talking about being the best you and seeing the best you. So I'm going to flip it. You've just said that you might not see me for 45 minutes. So you get the ball. The defender takes it off. He goes up the pitch, puts in a lovely cross striker. And <laughs> one nil. How are you feeling? Ah. Uh, you, you feel really bad about yourself uh, on the way the car journey home will only be great with your dad getting on at you and you're, you're feeling quite down about yourself but you've got to pick yourself back up in uh, the next training session the next game where if, you're, if you get the chance to start the game after having that bad a game you've got to definitely prove what, what, what you've done wrong the last game but uh, aye and even if you come off the bench and you didn't start you've, you've definitely got to prove yourself to get back in the team if you've just done Something like that. What does it look like on the pitch when you give the ball away? Are you somebody that throws the arms in the uh, air? Make that pretend uh, back cover? <laughs> uh, I'd say when I, when I was maybe 13, 14, I was I was quite I used to get angry at myself constantly. Like I was throwing my arms in the air, just 
I would lose all focus on the game. But as I've got older, I've learned like how to react better to situations like that. And I'll maybe just like, take a deep breath and get back in a position and sell myself again, basically. Aye. I like that. That's it's hard when you're younger to try and try and master Aye. that art. And it, you do it takes experience. And the, the, nice. that, the key to all that is just recognizing it. If if you recognize it, then eventually you build in. So you said you take a deep breath get into shape, um, anything else that you would maybe or think of or now that you would do to help? Well, uh, you could, Well, there's a, two, a few things you could do. When you lose the ball or give the ball away, you can either go bang, press for, say, seven seconds, your hardest to try and get that ball back. Uh, and obviously, there's another thing, if you didn't, if you can't get the ball back, just drop back into position. Uh, communicate with all your teammates just to say, oh, that's my fault, right, let's go again or something like that, just to help you get along. Yeah, and you were saying that you, you'd maybe get really angry at yourself. So how long would it maybe take you to regain focus? Uh, I would say a good couple of minutes to let myself settle down when I was younger. Uh, I was just a wee, a wee guy running about a park, basically. Uh, I didn't really understand the game a lot, to be honest, what I do now. But I, I would take me a good five minutes, then I would need to touch the ball again. And when I get on that ball and I make a pass again, that I would say that's me set, settle back down to normally again. I like that. Would you, if you're thinking that you're you're going to drop out of a game for two minutes and thinking about what can actually happen in the game, that's quite a long Aye. time. Thanks for it. Is a long time. That. That's a really important bit for somebody out there that's listening or a parent or a coach that you can't maybe stop it, but just recognising it's really important. I recognise what you've done wrong and just settle yourself down so it doesn't affect your other teammates or you didn't do something stupid and get sent off or, or something like that. And now you've said that you know it would annoy you in the car home and at home and you would then look to go into training the next week and improve. How, how would you walk into training? So whatever it is, the Monday or the Tuesday, say after a Saturday game, are you are you feeling down or have you reset? Uh, positive and ready? No, no, you've you've reset, you've reset, you've got arrive early at training, where it's just get a ball about and just start passing it uh, early on in the session. Then obviously start for the warm up, just your focus for the warm up, just to make sure you're you're no got anything left for the game on Saturday. It's all your heat that's passed. You can't change it now, basically. So I that's what I would say. Super, love it. Don't live in the past. Live in the present. Aye. Definitely, good. and I like that little bit there where you said getting early. I like that. You know? Aye, got to get early. Getting early, get the ball out, and just relax. Aye, just I just relax. Aye, that's it. Just get the ball, pass it about. You get a touch it. Yeah, take it for there. Nice. So coming through as your teenager, you know, thirteen to sixteen. What was balance like between football, school, and life? Yeah. It was well. I went to Graham High School, which is like a performance school of football. So I was playing football during the day at school for about two periods a day, an hour and a half, two hours a day, and then plus my I had my school work and then I had training at night as well. So it it was brilliant because I was playing football constantly. But sometimes after maybe a couple of months, you can get really physically tired, eh, doing the same same stuff on repeat every day. Eh, but I it was hard to fit in. Coming home from school, knackered, dirty, getting a shower, going out and then doing it again in training. Plus, you've got all your schoolwork, your homework in, in between all that. Uh, so, I it, it was hard to balance all that stuff out, but we got there. We got there. No, it's good. It's just raising that 
that part that or that point, sorry, that it's it is a lot going on. And I mean, imagine no. but when exams in that rolled around, it must have been chaos. Aye. Uh, it, was, it was pretty chaos. Uh, so, like, even when I was at youth, the coaches didn't mind if, like, you, you had something at school work today and then you had to miss a wee training session, but you'd done it, like, at your home, done something at your house instead of actually going to training just to save a bit of time because obviously they understand as well your school work is also massively important as well as football. Uh, so that was quite good as well. Yeah, it's good that sometimes you need to just check out of it and realise that Aye. there's more to it than that, which is difficult. You've got to reset yourself uh, and sometimes just just stop and just take a look and see where you are. And then you go again, refresh yourself and it can have a massive impact on you. Did you ever consider the word rest at this point or, or during these times? <laughs> Considered that I didn't ever do it. Uh, I, I love I love football too much. They they stopped playing it. Uh, but my my mum and that was getting on it. Me man, you need to take a break. You need to calm down. Take a rest. Uh, and then uh, it caused a few arguments with me, my mum, my dad. But we got there. <laughs> love it. Caused a few arguments. Um, just on the rest. What about diet and that? Were you you on top of uh, that or what? My my diet's always been alright. Uh, I'm quite a fussy eater, to be honest with you. So even though my diet is all right, I, uh, there's no much I can eat that's all right. But I do, I do eat it. Uh, so like pa- pasta and chicken is why I eat quite a lot because uh, it gives you a decent amount of energy and protein and all that as well. Steak. Uh, I do treat myself sometimes. Uh, have a McDonald's or that here and then. But I <laughs> love it. Treat myself to a burger. You know, a burger is a good recovery meal. I'm just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in the morning, what were you? Were you somebody that got up early or did a wee workout or a wee stretch and went to school? Uh, in the morning, I would no, I, would, I was I was always up for school uh, because my school was a wee bit further away than what my usual school would have been. I was always up early uh, doing stretching in the mornings, and uh, I had a health and well-being survey to do every morning as well. It was like filling in questions of how you're feeling every day, you're ready to train at school and all that. Then our coach at school, Ian Ross, would basically go through all that every day with us and see if, if we're ready to train or not, basically. So, aye. Did that help create quite a nice routine then? Because, I mean, what time uh, So, school would start about half, half eight-ish. So, I was maybe up about seven, half six. Then, I'd, if my dad, my dad works night shift, so I'd maybe have to get the bus to school some days, leaving it. You know, 20 past seven in the morning when school doesn't start to half eight. Uh, so then on the bus, I'd do my health and wellbeing survey on the way to school. Uh, I would do my stretching as well about seven o'clock before I left the house. So I, it was, it was all right. You spend a lot of time travelling and if you consider the amount of time you've spent on the bus going backwards and forward to school, time travelling to training, time travelling to games, because if you're based in the central, but your games Aye. are in St Andrews and then away games are always miles away. How did you fill that time? Uh, I Well, before before all my games and on buses, I used to watch clips of Messi all the time because all of them. So on the, on the bus journeys up, I'd listen to music and then maybe just before we get there, I'd watch wee clips of Messi or something. And it would try to bring me motivation. He'd try to do that and take his clips into a game, basically. That's what I would do. Oh, man, that's superb. I love that, watching a few clips on the way up. The music Aye. well to relax. I don't think there's a better routine than that. I think you cracked it. Nah, nah, it's no. It's brilliant. So with, with all this that we've been talking about, is, is trying to become a footballer easy? 
Nah, it's not easy. I thought it was easy. Everyone would do it. Uh, it's definitely not easy. Uh, but it's it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Uh, even though I'm just I'm just at the start of my career. Uh, when you make it to the first team, that's you just starting. That's not you made it at all. Uh, so I'm just trying to push on every day to get better and better. Because that's me just started my career in my in my mind anyway. Yeah, so you're you're 18, aren't you? So yeah, I'm 18. I so what Still was young. it like trying to balance life, friends, and getting to that you know professional contract? Uh, obviously some of your friends definitely play football and they want to go out on a Friday night and have a drink and that when you've got a game on a Saturday also you can't, you just kind of do that so I would never go out on a Friday night or anything if I had a game on a Saturday so it was annoying that all your friends are out but it's worth it in the end because you've got a pro contract out of possibly just realising and being mature enough to not go out when you've got a game the next day things like that uh, obviously you've got, to, you've got to enjoy yourself go out sometimes but Nah, you, you can't go out uh, when you've got a game the next day or anything like that. You've got to be mature. I like that. So is it has it made you a little bit maturer than than the people around you then? Aye, aye, definitely. Uh, so if, if maybe they've not got anything to do on the Saturday, so they just go out and use a spare time to drink, or I would be stretching in the house the night before, having a nice healthy dinner, uh, and just I just chilling out for the game the next day. I like that, just taking 100% responsibility. Aye, aye. Yeah, especially if it's just going to affect your performance uh, the next day, it's no worth it at all. Do you ever miss out on things that you think maybe I should have done or have you always been that you know tunnel vision focused? I've, I've always had quite a tunnel vision focus, to be honest. I have missed out a lot. Uh, at the time, you're like, oh, I wish I could be out, I wish I could be out. But uh, when you're in play, say you play a a belter of a game the next day you've then realised that that's 100% better than what it would have been last night so you've just got to think about what's what's next what's going to happen next that's interesting thanks for that something for me to go and think about and maybe make some more questions on um, yeah so we'll cut back to the football and what is winning for you? Uh, when you were young uh, winning wasn't a thing at academy level. It just I was never taught to win. Uh, when I'm at Stirling Albion now, or when you're in a first team environment where there's a league table and all that, winning is all that matters basically. Uh, so I think that through although when you're young, obviously winning isn't as important. It should still teach you a lot, a lot more about what it means to win a game of football rather than your performance or whatever. Uh, because I, I think at academy level you didn't learn about that enough. Because uh, when I've I've jumped for 18, so at a youth level, it's just academy. And then right into the first team straight away without any reserves or anything like that. You, it's a massive thing winning. Because like, that's all that matters. There's a whole table you've got to get promoted and all that. So I, I would say winning is massive. And when you're younger, and, and as you're saying, it's, it's not a focus, as in the scoreline's not a focus, if you walk off the pitch and say you've been eight and a half or nine out of ten, but you've not won, how are you feeling? Uh, at that level, at academy level, you're still, I would say I'm feeling happy about myself because I've I played well. But uh, obviously you're no 100% happy because you didn't win. But at that time, you've played well in your game. So uh, you're all right. But I would say if I played at eight and a half and nine out of ten at first team football, 
and we didn't win, I wouldn't be happy at all. Just because it's it's about winning, you need to get three points. But then it's no as such, a, it's no as competitive because it's not a league table or anything like that. So that's how I would describe it. Like, now let me flip it then. So you've been four and a half, five out of ten, and the teams, the teams won at academy level or at first team level. How are you feeling? Uh, at first team level, I'm still happy. Uh, but also at that first team level, you can just get dropped in an instant. So you might be, not be playing the next game. Whereas academy, it's just kind of rotating teams and give everyone game time and all that, which I don't really agree with, but that's how it is. We're going to explain more then. Yeah, so I yeah, academy level game time. It was like, oh, you need you had the parents shouting, oh, you need to give my son game time. Just we're at sixty minute or two thirty minutes or all, all that stuff. Where it should be, you're you're the best player. You should be playing every game. It shouldn't be about game time or anything like that. That's what I thought was wrong about academy level. Then anyway, yeah, that's interesting. So I'm going to. I'm just presuming then, because or it's quite obvious from what you've said that if if you've played an hour and you know you're coming off, what. What's your effort like? It may be 55 minutes to 60 minutes. Does it start uh, to drop off because you know it, it's coming? It, uh, you wouldn't drop off, but you would You would feel quite angry that you've been the best player in the park, but you can't stay on because somebody else is coming on just so they can get a game. Which, don't know, I, that's just my opinion. I don't think that's that's right. I, I feel like everyone should get a chance, but there's other games where people could get a chance. It could be one each. You've been the best player in the park and you're getting subbed off because somebody needs game time. Yeah, it's interesting. Does that um, ever cause divides within the group? Like, with, obviously, the coaches maybe don't know about or parents don't know about? Uh, possibly. It, it could divide a bit because that poor, that poor maybe knows he's sell that. Why, why am I coming on here? I don't know why I'm coming on. He's, he's been the worst player in the park. But uh, I've never put anyone down about that. They've, everyone's got to get their chance at the end of the day. No, they're doing, but this is just how it's it's a great glimpse into kind of your world. And I'm looking at this from a coach's point of view as just free feedback. Aye, aye. We're away from the training ground, we're away from the pitch. I've not worked with you for a few years, so it's just great getting this free feedback. Aye. So now we're rolling yeah. on the line of uh, frustrations. What what would frustrate you the most um from your own point of view? So what annoyed you the most about yourself? Yeah. I got I used to get really annoyed. If I had a bad game, I'd be raging at myself constantly. Uh, a couple of days after a bad game, I'd still be angry. And it, and it would take until I played football again to get that kind of out of me again after a game anyway. But then, as I say, as I said earlier, I've got to go into training just kind of reset. But at the time, yeah, I was one, one player who did get angry at myself. Too easy, probably. Would you ever um, write it down or take notes or would it just be something plain in your uh, I, uh, At the school that I went to as well, you had a kind of post-game thing. So every weekend because you played a game, you had to go write it. Write down two things you done well, two things that you could have done better. So uh, after my game, whether it was a Sunday or Saturday, you would go on it and you would write, uh, my performance was like a four out of five, uh, my attitude was a four out of five or whatever, different ratings, and then you would write two positives and two negatives. So that helped you a bit when you were writing down your negatives, say what you've wrote down, then you can look back on that, say after a season, and look at all your negatives that you've wrote down and try and look at that for the next season to see if you can improve on them. I like that. That's a good idea. Is that something you, you've carried on? Yeah, I, I, I still do it after every game. I still look at myself and see 
what I've done, what I could have done better in that game, what I've done well in the game, uh, how could I impacted the game more, stuff like that. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it, something I've said in the past to, to lads I've worked with is that is write down, say, like keep a journal or a little diary and just every single day write down something that's made you better or you made you feel Definitely. Maybe once a week, write down something you want to get better at. And if you think about adding that over the month, so if you're three months in, you know, you could have 90 things that have made you feel better and then three things you want to improve on. It gives you a nice little... um, Ah, It gives gives you a good balance. You need to improve on. Yeah, so... Even if... Let's let's explore that a little bit more. So what would you write down in terms of a positive and what would you write down in terms of a negative that you would look to improve on, like specifics? Yeah, a positive that I do well is probably just t- taking men on and getting crosses away or getting shots off. Uh, and a negative in mine is always do more do more to get on the ball. Don't wait for the ball to come to you. You go get the ball and you do something. That's that's what I was saying. You know, if I don't touch the ball in the first say first first half at all, I'll know play well. So I need to go get the ball if it's not coming to me. And then go try create something instead of just standing there and being irrelevant to the game, basically. I like that. And would you write down how you'd solve the problem? Uh I you would I I would just always write down that you need to kind of get away for your man, drop even drop deep if you need seven point left fine. You've got to drop deep even just to bounce it off something and move again into space. That can count as a touch of the ball, basically getting in the rhythm of the game. No, I love that. It's really good. So you're, you're writing down what annoys you, then you're explaining to yourself how you'll solve it, and you're almost practising probably in your head, Aye. I presume, as well, before you get to the Aye. pitch. Aye, definitely. Always looking at it in your head and hopefully put it on at the park when you think it. I love it. A bit of imagery straight in there. It's really good. Um, staying on the line of frustrations, what would frustrate you about uh, teammates or anything else? Is there anything that used to annoy you or were you able to just drown it out? Uh, Nah, teammates giving you the wrong information really used to frustrate me. They're say you're playing left wing, that the teammates are set by looking for you to make a run in between the two fullbacks when there's no a gap to run into, where I'm just staying wide just to look for a touch of the ball and they're telling me to run inside uh, when it's clearly not on. That used to frustrate me a wee bit and then they would start arguing and all that stuff. Uh, that annoyed me quite a lot. Yeah, so. It's always an interesting point, you know. I love standing on the sideline and watching it going backwards and forwards. Um, were you ever the type to to dish it back out, or were you, you quite reserved in that? Nah, I was quite reserved to be honest. Uh, I didn't didn't ever really say much to, to anyone in the fort. To be honest, I'm, I'm communication either isn't my greatest skill. I know I, I know I need to work on that. Uh, but I, I didn't really ever say much back to people. I knew in my head it was the wrong thing, but. I just let them say what they wanted to say so they could get it out of their minds. <laughs> well, that's a great bit of advice, just letting letting your, your teammates blow the blow some steam. Great way to look Aye. at it. What about from the coach's perspective when you're a youngster? What is it that, that gets to you? Uh, well, obviously, I've seen quite a few arguments with coaches and players and all that. Uh, sometimes coaches have different opinions to what they see in the sidelines, to, to what you can see on the on the park. So there comes a, you can get a bit heated between players and coaches if you think you can maybe do this and the coach is telling you to do another thing. Or then your parents are telling you to do another thing. So you're, you're getting told to do three things and you don't really know what to do. So that's quite frustrating at times. That's interesting. So 
who carries the most weight in that situation? Is it you and your own beliefs, what the coaches are saying or what your parents are saying? Uh, I think you've got to carry the most belief in what you feel is right because at the end of the day, you're the player on the park. You've got to feel what's right. And obviously, that might not be the right decision if the coach is telling you something else. They might be right as well. It's all about your opinion at that time. But you've got to take responsibility on the park at the time. Oh, I like that. I love that. Take responsibility. Would you address these situations during the week or is it just a heat of the moment thing and you move on? Uh, I, I think it's just a heat of the moment thing you move on. On the odd occasion, maybe, and say if you've got beat that game four or five now and you've the team's played terrible, you'd maybe get into training the next day and have a meeting and look at each other and express how you've all felt about the game on the weekend. Yeah, that maybe happen once a month if you've had a bad game. Uh, but you've definitely got to express if it becomes repeatedly happening. You can't just let it keep going over and going over, then it'll just get worse and worse. And did you find being at the performance school around a load of, of boys and girls of the same age going through the same thing? Did you share during during meetings or on the training pitch? Uh, so on Mondays at performance school, you done a session in the classroom where you went through your game at the weekend. We all shared our thoughts, say what happened. And then we had festivals as well where we played all the other performance schools. They all got videoed, we'd watch them and we would see where we could improve and stuff like that as well. I like it. It's a bit of self-analysis. Yeah, it's really good. And it's I think having a network around you is important. You need to have somebody that you can talk to about everything. Do you have that person? Uh, well, the coach at the school, Ian Ross, he's brilliant with all that stuff. He, I was out with injury for, well, off and on injury for a couple of years. My Oscar slatters and my knees are really bad. Uh, without him, I don't know how I would have got through that, to be honest, because I'm going to school every day. All my, my colleagues at school are going out training. Um, I can't really train, to be honest. I'm doing stretching or going to the library and doing stuff on the computer and stuff like that. I was quite hard that, yeah. So he kept me going, really. Yeah, there's so many of the so many of the folk I've talked to or the young lads I've talked to so far talk about that and how how did you deal with it you've said how frustrating it was so yeah that, that was like, that was low uh, you had to I went straight I went to stretch in the library it uh, went to stretch in the gym sorry and you would go to the library when you're not training uh, so Ian gave us a player to do like a Microsoft Word document on his career and just look at statistics and all that when you're in the library uh, when you're stretching, they would just give you kind of a routine, all the stretches you need to do this day and that day. And then you had a swimming pool as well where you could go swimming. Uh, that, that was good for your muscles as well. So you had a lot of alternatives to do, but obviously none were as good as actually being out in the park playing, which is frustrating. Yeah, and, and how how did you manage that, the mental side of it? Because you're, you're watching all your pals go out and play and you're stuck, so... Was it difficult? Did you get low? Did you find ways to deal with uh, it? They, they, they couple of years were definitely the worst points in my career. It was like, even though even in school, I mean, at Dundee United as well, you got to the start, I got to stage, I didn't know what to go to train because uh, I didn't feel confident I could do anything because I, I was trying to do what I, I know I could do or I used to could do, but my knees were just, were just holding me back and it was wee, move, wee sharp movements. You can't move your knees as fast as what you like, and nothing was really paying off. And I, I just I didn't know why I go to training uh, and not stuff like that. Uh, 
But I, we got over it in the end, and then after that was done, it was I felt good about myself again. But that was that was a really low point in my career, to be honest with you. Did it take you long once once you've got over it and your knees are are better and you're physically feeling feeling great? Did it take a while to get back to being you again? Uh, yeah, I'd say it maybe took. You could it started getting wee glimpses of what I, I used to do. Uh, and then maybe after a, a couple of months, maybe two months of training back, I felt what I usually what I could usually do, and I was back to normal again. But uh, before that, it, it was tough. But I uh, once you're back, it was brilliant. Just being yourself again after a couple of years of stop start. Uh, I felt as if I, I probably should have just stopped altogether. Instead, I tried to play through it, and it was it wasn't it wasn't working out. And I should have just stopped at the time. But it's also hard to stop playing something that you love. But then, yeah, I had to stop because it was just, it was just killing me. And at that point, did you find that you were <coughs> Martin, you, or were you Martin the footballer? Yeah, when I was injured, it was just Martin, no Martin me. I didn't feel as if I was a footballer. I didn't feel good at all when I was playing. Yeah, I knew that myself. Yeah, it was frustrating for myself, especially just, just not being able to do the things that I usually do. That was the most frustrating part. Yeah, it's really difficult because I've spoken to a couple of boys whose identity is just being a footballer and they don't have anything else. So when setbacks hit them, they just don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, well, I've had that setback now. So when I, if I ever do get another one, hopefully not, then I should be able to cope with it a lot better than what I did the first time, which yeah. is a good thing. Yeah, use it, use it as a fuel to go forwards. So when you get back after and your knees are your knees are back to normal and you're running with the ball again. Was there ever a wee doubt in there at the start of, you know, maybe going to hit a shot or are we able to just push that away? Uh, the, there wasn't a, I don't think there was ever a doubt as such because it wasn't a kind of muscle that was knackered or anything like that. It could have snapped. It was, it was kind of just a pain that came here and then. It wasn't a muscle that was damaged. So it wasn't a, I didn't have any of that feeling at all. It was going to snap or anything like that. But I knew that if I didn't, keep doing stretching and all that every morning that it would come back and it wouldn't be as good so that even now I still need to do a lot of stretching just because my body's just generally all tight and stiff if I don't do it so I need to do a lot of stretching to make sure that that doesn't circulate again I like that just keeping it in the forefront all the time and remembering what it was like to keep away from it. it's quite is that the way you're looking at it Hi, hi. Anything you do to keep away from that because what harmed, I, would, I wouldn't wish it on anyone, to be honest with you. Oh, it's really difficult. Thanks for, for sharing that. And I'm going to guess that you maybe changed the way you managed your emotions when you came back from it. You know, you've talked about getting really angry with yourself after a, a poor performance. Were you still the same once you got back on the pitch? Uh, I'd probably say I, I was the same once I was back to what I used to be able to do. I. Uh, but at the first couple of months, I, I was quite quiet and didn't really didn't have any emotions at all when I was playing the first couple of months. So I was just getting back into the, the swingy things, basically. Yeah. That's interesting. Is that not putting pressure on yourself, or is that just absolutely loving the fact you're back on the the Astro? Uh, I suppose it could be a bit of both. I was loving it just being back playing again, but I've always had every game I go into, I struggle with for pressure all the time. I put a lot of pressure on myself, to be honest with you. Yeah, so I. Do you find that was a motivator or a hindrance that something that held you back? Uh, 
for me, definitely a hindrance, to be honest with you. Uh, I've always put a lot of pressure on myself before a game, and I know I get really angry at myself. I don't, I don't play well, uh, but I pressure is a massive thing for me. I, I feel all the time, I, I just can't help it, to be honest with you. It'll come with time. You're only 18. Aye, uh, I know. So... I'm interested now that we're kind of moving on to the transition period. We've got over our injuries. We're back on the pitch. And then you said, you know, there's been an unfortunate time and you've been released and you've dropped out of pro youth. What was that year like? Because I'm going to presume it was really, really intense and then completely different. Aye. Uh, the, year I, the year I went back to boys club was... I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it at the same time because it's just, it's not the same as just football. You've not got this sort of similar players around you that you would like. So you can't actually play a bounce pass or a one-two around somebody because our players don't think like that at that level. So when you step back up to pro youth, I enjoyed it a lot more again when I went to Stone Albion to feel as if you're playing with people that understand you and you understand them, basically. Yeah, it's interesting. Did it give you a nice little perspective or maybe a bit more motivation that when you got back in at Sterling Albion, you had a bit more, be, you know, to... to Aye, it, it gave me a lot of motivation, I because I wanted to... I knew there I had a pathway up to the first team, which where I am now, so uh, it definitely gave me a lot of motivation. And what was that transition like? You've talked about the difference in terms of winning and results. So what was the transition for you like into that first team environment? Were you nervous or were you reasonable? Uh, I, I was a wee bit nervous at the time, but I've noticed that everyone makes you feel welcome. It's no like everyone's strangers. Everyone just gets along with each other, basically. Uh, but it, it was a massive transition for under teams straight to first team because usually there's a bit of reserves in between. You play a bit of reserve league football, but Stone Albion cancelled that. Uh, but they're hoping to get it back up this year, actually. But yeah, they cancelled that. So for youth to first team, that a massive, massive step up basically I what was it that shocked you the most between playing at your age group and your level and then jumping into that at 18 uh, the intensity and the standards everyone has each other maybe at youth level nobody really has standards for each other but when you go into that first team and you make a mistake somebody's they don't want it you but they're, they're letting you know that you've done something wrong and you need to sharpen up basically so that's the biggest thing I found is a difference so is that is that just in terms of the, the normal feedback, the the sentences that come in? They've got a different sort of potency. To uh, they've got a different way of approaching it. Day where it's I don't know swearing across day and let, just letting you know that, that you've done something wrong. You need to you need to sharpen up and your intensity needs to be better. Like nay nay slack slack passes that are like slow and bobbly, fire them right in and get everything done sharp. And uh, when you're when you're now in this environment, did. Did you just have this desire to stay in it? Did you thrive in it? Did you love it? Or did it take you a bit of time to get used to it? Yeah, it did take me a bit of time to get used to it because I didn't think I had the kind of reserve in between that to kind of have a bit of, I don't know what the word for it is. Uh, experience. Aye, a bit of experience, aye, to get, to get up to that level, aye. Yeah, so aye, it did take me a bit of time, but I'm settling in a bit better now. Obviously, I'm out on the now. Aye, it's going well. I like it. And and uh, was it just you that went up, or was there somebody else that went up at the, kind of the same sort of age? Yeah, uh, there's a, cu- a, a couple of 
there was like a squad of 18 or something that are under 18 level and only like three years got doing up to the first team so it was it was only a couple of years. it was me William and a boy Sandy boys got took up and uh hi so but it was, it was good though that we got took up basically yeah I like it. I like it. So when you've moved into this environment, what advice were you given or what did somebody say to you that you're still maybe yeah. using today? You've got you've got to take your chance when you get a chance uh, and just be confident in your own ability. That's what I would say. How do you take your chance? Like in terms of you, was that just like when you were 13 or 14, get on the ball and take folk on? Yeah, that, that's you taking your chance. Keep, keep your spot on the team. Make sure you're not getting dropped every week. Making sure you're the best player in your position on the park. I like that. And are you trying to be expansive or are you trying to be reserved and keep it simple? Uh, I would say more reserved and just just keep it simple and play how you've played all your life. Don't don't really change much because it's got you to where you are now. So just keep it the same. I like that. That's that's important. Just keep it the same. Be you. Aye, definitely. Like, and then you, so you've talked about being the best person in your position. So is that the mentality of I've got the shirt on, nobody's getting it off me? Nah, that that's the way I thought of things anyway when I was if I was left back, left wing, sort of mid, be that best player that in that position. If you are that, you're going to be playing every week and nobody's going to take that off you basically. That's the way I thought of things anyway. Would you look at the others in the team and say, I need to get better at this, better than that, or what? Uh, I would look at that in training. Obviously, you wouldn't say it to them, but you would make sure that you're doing better than them in training uh, so you can play at the weekend, obviously. You obviously wouldn't say that to them, but in your mind, in my mind, I was always thinking that. <laughs> no, it's, it's great just hearing these things because these are the little bits you maybe don't get to hear, so I, I really appreciate the honesty. No. If you, like you said, you've given a couple of bits of advice for people. What advice was given to you as well? So, is there anything that you remember uh, or from your parents or from coaches or anything you still? Oh, uh, well, my dad's been watching my football since I was a young boy, and he's he's always said to me, "You never know who's watching you when you're playing football." So play, say, play like Guardiola's watching you. Basically, <laughs> you never actually know who's who's going to be there, who's going to pick you up, or anything like that. So you never know who's watching you. Hi. Did you apply that when you were practicing with your pals at the park too? Uh, aye, you could say that. Aye, either, either I never know who's watching you, so aye, definitely. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, what advice would you give from your, your time being injured? Because so many of, of young young lads and young girls go through pain and injuries that are out of their control. So what would you say to people? Uh, it, it takes time and just trust the process and always think that there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. For everyone and uh, hopefully my journey can can show that basically so that's what I would say everyone yeah yeah did you have any little goals you had learning kind of out with football so you learning tactically or were you watching like you said you were watching Messi in the car were you doing anything like that during these times yeah w- watching all the clips yeah in the library it's you on the computer would be so at school you had a, a few different weeks like a six-week plan on uh, attack and transition so you maybe go watch clips of uh, a team that's good at attack and transition like maybe Atletico on the counter attack or something like that so you watch clips of that tactically and that would help you understand the game a lot more good so don't shut off don't don't no, no. definitely not no yeah I like that it's really good right we'll finish off on on this one I think and it's a reasonably easy one I think maybe 
We'll see when. <laughs> I'll, I'll see your reaction, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> when you're 10 out of 10, what does it look like from the sidelines? Yeah. Oh, that's a difficult one, that. Yeah. What's it look like? Uh, it looks like you're on top of the world and you're the best player in the park by a mile. And uh, hopefully that everyone can see what you're doing is is very good. Uh, aye, that's hard to say. Good. And who, who would you run around as when you were training? What player would you be? Ah, I'd be Messi, man. Yeah. Messi all day. <laughs> 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 uh, absolutely love it pal thank you so much for coming on ah perfect thanks Johnny that's it for another episode I really hope you enjoyed it you can get me on twitter at playtraingrow you can email playtraingrow at gmail.com this is a new thing for me and for those involved I'd love some feedback if there's any other areas you'd like covered Any other topics you'd like to discuss, just let me know. Thank you and goodbye.